0: Hey I'm Fred and I'm it and this I'm is creative generation Create a generation a hype. All right, Frederica, what is happening this week? This week we are chained to Callan from Slapped Ham.
1: And she's like, "There's something in that dark room. You can't see anything on camera. It's just a dark room." And then she starts crying and like is visibly spooked because children, you know, normally when they're acting, it's quite obvious. So the other girl turns and looks in the dark room and just shrieks this blood curdling scream. Like, there's no way you could get a kid to do that.
2: Slapped Ham. Strange name, very
0: strange name, but it is a channel all about the creepy and paranormal. Uh, listicles, right? Indeed, started as a channel uh, about general listicles and moved more into the area of creepy and strange, which has now got a massive audience. And Callum has come in to talk to us all about how to build a channel like this and some of his experiences along the way.
2: Before we get started, we've been working really hard in the background on our own online course called Changer College, the online college just for content creators. Check it out at
0: changercollege.com. That's C H A N G E R college.com. Awesome. Let's get into it. Let's get into it.
2: Callan from Slapped Ham. Welcome to Creator Generation. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, start off what the hell is
1: Slapped Ham? Uh, um slapped ham. hang on whoa, whoa whoa whoa
2: what is slapped ham the youtube channel let's
1: <laughs> so i mean yeah we run a youtube channel that is currently uh focused on paranormal stuff the name it kind of sideswipes everyone there's no real reasoning behind the name it's just an odd name that we actually just storyboard like came up with a like a brainstorm so there's no interesting story behind that it's actually just two words put together that are a little (laughs) bit provocative a little bit titillating um no but so we're a youtube channel um that kind of looks at mysterious stuff creepy paranormal weird historical cases that have happened in history and we kind of break down the stories and and see what's going on there um we look at Weird photos, weird videos that are kind of gone viral. That are a little bit mysterious, a little bit spooky. Uh, they might have ghosts, alleged ghosts in them, and that sort of stuff. Um, and then we sort of look at them and kind of evoke a, a creepy atmosphere around that. And you know, we'll look at maybe five to ten videos or photos at a time. And um, yeah, that's where we're at at the moment.
2: Interesting. And that's a, a list, like a listicle channel, though. Right? Yeah.
1: So we're a listicle channel. We don't we've kind of moved away from that a little bit. I mean, we we began in the beginning doing, you know, top ten weirdest looking people or, you know, the craziest cars in the world and, and really generalistical stuff, science, gaming, history, that sort of stuff, and it was a little bit too broad, I think. For many years we were kind of just throwing stuff out there that we found interesting in general. Um, and then just a couple of years ago, we started really honing in on that strange stuff, the paranormal stuff. Cause every time we did a a video about like mysterious photos, real photos that shouldn't exist or whatever, like we saw a massive spike in viewership. Mm. Uh, and it weirdly, it took us a little while to kind of realize that like we would throw them out every now and then and it would do really well. And then we're like, well, what are we doing here? Like, why don't we just do that sort of stuff? And I mean, it's super interesting to research anyways and really fun to write. So yeah, we've started in the last maybe year and a half, two years, really honing in on that that creepy stuff.
0: Good example of a channel that started one way and started to really understand what the audience wanted.
1: Yeah. And then shaped it towards that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, but I mean, are you particularly interested or passionate in the area of the paranormal or? Uh, I mean,
1: I was a fiend for X-Files back in the day <laughs> yes. and Unsolved Mysteries with, uh, what's his name, Warwick Moss. <laughs> that sort of weird stuff always resonated with me as a kid. Um, and then I guess it's sort of come full circle. We've come back to that. And as I said, it's r- fascinating to research and, and like trawl around the foul depths of the internet <laughs> looking for this sort of weird stuff, you know. Um, and And at the moment, we're just coming from a like, how good's this point of view, like – this is super entertaining and we just want to evoke that kind of visceral fear feeling for our audience. Mm.
0: And what has been like the most popular area amongst that area of supernatural?
1: Weird photos for sure. (laughs) Yeah. That was like one of our big viral videos in the beginning, like 10 real photos that shouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, You know, like a, a photo of an old war veterans with a, you know, a, pterodactyl oh, lying in I've front and that, that sort of stuff. It's one of our really old <laughs> can I, ones. Can
0: and, I ask where that are going? Because, you know, there's a big debate about, oh, is that real? And yeah. there's all these people. But what do yeah. you think about that pterodactyl photo?
1: I mean, it's really well done. Yeah. If if it's <laughs> doctored, whoever did it did a, a bang up job. Um, I mean, you know, it's just a fun story. And we, we try and kind of blow that up and, and look into that kind of mysterious aspect of it. We Yeah, we're not a debunking channel, so we don't, like, you know, zoom in and look at the pixels and see if someone's doctored it or not. Uh, we're just sort of there to have a good time, really. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you quickly want to explain to people what that what that photo is about?
1: Yeah, so I think it was the Civil War in America, I believe. Um, uh, several soldiers have taken a black and white photo with a pterodactyl lying at their feet and they claim they shot it down during the war or something like that and... Um, and it's, yeah, it's just gone bananas. And it's, it's been one of those images that are just, since the internet started, it's just circled around, you know, it's
0: it, it's so funny because this, these kind of photos, I always tell myself, Oh, I'm not going to get into this. Then I see something somewhere, some link on some page. I'm yeah. like, Hmm. And then before you know it, you're like 10 layers in. You're like, yeah. wow, did that pterodactyl were dinosaurs really yeah. alive? Like a year ago? Oh, like you're not even the pterodactyl one, but other stories here, yeah. like, but you know, different bigfoot spottings so or dinosaurs in yeah. times and delightfully clickable yeah <laughs> delightfully <laughs> clickable i Which like works that it really well <laughs> for you guys yeah yeah
2: do you guys yeah. have, like in the researching part of it do you ever sort of get a bit um sidetracked in like trying oh. to figure out whether or not this where this ca- like whether or not it's legit or, or yeah. where it came from like the the story behind it or are you yeah kinda like, i mean that's keep the, the blinkers n- on and it's just that fun
1: that's the nature of working on YouTube too you're just (laughs) infinitely distracted like there's just rabbit holes just going left right and center so you do have to kind of remain focused and okay I'm looking at this one image you know what stories are there and a lot of the time with these photos there's not a lot of information which can be really hard for us to make it interesting Um, so we do try and look for more I don't know more famous photos that have a little bit more meat to it you know what I mean Um, because there's an infinite amount of weird photos on the internet, but most of them, you know, are obviously photoshopped or whatever. So we have to look for these kind of interesting historical photos that have a story behind them.
0: Have you ever been, like, scullied? Like, you're talking about the X-Files. Like, have you become a convertee? Like, Mulder's converted you to believe in the cause? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I try and remain sceptical. Like, I don't know. I'm very kind of fairly grounded when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, And I don't know, I identify as agnostic, you know, I'm not particularly religious. Um, So it's interesting that I am in this space. Um, But I mean, yeah, stuff comes up where you're like, okay, that one's a little bit more weirder than the other ones. Mm.
0: Have you got got any examples of particularly weird ones? um,
1: I just did a voice this afternoon actually about one. It's about children who, who allegedly see ghosts on camera that, uh, adults can't. Um, so it's one of those videos that really kind of makes you wonder like whether there is something else going on. It's two young girls like sitting at a small table and they're just like eating their, you know, their play lunch or whatever. And they, um, one of them starts pointing at a dark room like behind them. And she's progressively getting like more and more freaked out. And the mum's like, like, you know, what's wrong? And this, I think it's her sister's like laughing and, and slowly, slowly, you no. Know, she's like, "There's something in that dark room. You can't see anything on camera. It's just a dark room." Uh, and then she starts crying and like is visibly spooked because children, you know, normally when they're acting, it's quite obvious. So she runs to her mum, crying, and her sister's like laughing because she doesn't know what's going on, and the mum's trying to reassure the other the other daughter. And then the other girl turns and looks in the dark room and just. Shrieks, this blood curdling scream, like there's no way you could get a kid to do that, and just starts bawling immediately and runs to her mum. And you, you can't see what's in the dark room, but both of them were like genuinely freaked out. Mm. So it's ones like that that you're just like, well, that's a little bit weird. Do you get freaked out by any of the stuff? Yeah, so occasionally, stuff like that. You're like, well, yeah, that's a little bit weird. I don't know whether there's, like, their dad, like, lurking in the shadows or something, just spooking them or what. But, yeah, occasionally. I, we try and do all our research in the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Where do you, and, and when you're, like, looking for this these these things and mm. these photos and the videos, um, do, you, do they have to be never – Been covered on YouTube or somewhere else before, or are you you trying to add something to this to the conversation? Or what's the
1: um, yes and no? I mean, it it is there's quite a lot of channels that do similar stuff to what we do, so it can be very hard to like um, do stuff that's never been covered. Um, and we do get a bit of like flack sometimes from our audience oh, this one's been around for years, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, I mean, we just cover what we find interesting. Um, And at the moment, actually we're starting to ask our audience to send photos in and videos. So that way it is all original stuff. So that's kind of a a, a new little Avenue that we're exploring at the moment Mm. um, where it's just brand new unseen creepy stuff. So, and that's really resonating with our audience as well.
0: And what's the biggest channel in this space?
1: Probably looking at chills, (laughs) top 15s and chills. He's so top 15s, has the same narrator. I'm pretty sure he oh, he's just, because he Top 15 says it's narrated by Chills, and then Chills started his own channel. But I'm sure he just owns both of them and <laughs> pretends to right, kind of, right. um, and he's pushing Chills, the Chills channel's pushing 6 million subs, I think, So, yeah. and he's just smashing it.
0: I mean, you've got quite, I mean, last time I saw you about a year and a half ago, probably before you started this mm. trend, you were like a couple hundred thousand subs, and mm. now you're in the, over a million, one and a half. An yeah, inch? we
1: just hit one point four. One point four million. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we've we've sort of tripled in size, almost or, yeah. or more than that, in the last year and a half. It's
0: interesting with a listicle channels. Sometimes it's hard to get a really avid fan base because it is, you know, different lists and stuff like mm. that. But have you found that your fans have now become more s- solid because you are specific around a the theme?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they're really rallying around that kind of paranormal, freaky, creepy sort of um, banner, I guess, yeah. um, and and we're seeing a really strong community form around that for sure. Mm. Yeah, we were just doing too much stuff: gaming, science, history, and each one of them is their own niche, you know. Mm. Like, so we were just a bit hit and miss, and and we're appealing to maybe you know five, ten different types of viewer and now we're just trying to hit that one type of viewer over and over and and seeing some success with it. Right. Okay.
2: I I know you said you you saw that the the reactions and the views were were much greater for the sort of creepy Mm. paranormal sort of area. Um, Was that purely the reason why you guys went down that path, or was it also like the one you enjoyed making the most out of all the –
1: Yeah, I mean, yes to both those things. Um, We sort of just started going where the audience wanted to go. um, But it took us a long time. Like, we were just sort of blind to it for, you know, we would just keep going back to kind of whimsical stuff that we, you know, we liked doing at that time. But then just finally we were like, but this is what people want to see. Like, and, and yeah, don't get me wrong, it's amazing to research. So... It sort of mm. ticks both those boxes, so why not?
2: I want to ask you about like shift gears a little bit, but mm. in terms of still talking about the creepy and mm. the paranormal stuff, how does that fit and work for you guys on like on YouTube? because there's a bunch of creators that, that I know directly but also have heard that mm. you know they find it really hard with horror and sort of more scary type of content. Either like getting viewed or, or getting it mon- or maintaining it to be monetized or finding the audiences on the platform, is that something yep. you guys have come across at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing battle. Um, finding that balance of maintaining monetization and not going too far beyond the community guidelines, um, the advertising guidelines. I think we've hit a pretty comfortable rhythm. I think some channels in the space want to go that little bit more extreme for for the, you know, the titillating effect. I guess you know, like to mm. to bring people in with the gore and the the sensationalism of it all. Where we just go, just bring it back a notch and go a little more family friendly to get a wider audience into it and to fit within those those guidelines. Because yeah, it can be very very hard occasionally we'll get something demonetized and then upon review, you know, you can submit it and someone reviews it and they say, yeah, upon review, no, it, there'll be no ads running on this video and it, it can be very frustrating, particularly when we we think we've hit all the, the right, you know, boxes and we don't think it goes too far and we don't get that feedback. It, it can be a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just a constant thing that we're, balancing
2: and are you like are you always conscious of that are you like when you're creating your videos are you thinking here's the story that the and this is what we want to cover and this is how it's going to fit within the the guidelines of youtube
1: um pretty we're pretty conscious of it particularly just the community guidelines Mm -hmm. um because in this space there is a lot of weird stuff a lot of gory stuff that we just can't cover a lot of strange photos that have really interesting stories behind them, but they're just too gory, just too extreme for YouTube in its current state. Um, So we are pretty conscious of who our audience is and, and fitting in that, in that niche. Yeah. Okay. Let's
0: take a step back. So when you decided you want to start a chat, what, brought you into the realm of YouTubing? Like, why did he want to do this in the first place?
1: Yeah, funnily enough, Danger Dolan. Really? (laughs) Right. um, Which I listened to his podcast this morning when I was at the gym with you guys. Awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Really informative. Um, Mainly in our part, our Yeah, yeah, that's what you were saying. Why, thank you. (laughs) You were extracting the the (laughs) The goodness from him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, funnily enough, so it's a bit of a strange old story. Um, I used to um, date his sister. (laughs) Ah. For many, many years before, like even before he got into YouTube. Um, So we we dated for eight or nine years and sort of halfway through that, he started getting into YouTube and doing all his, you know, gaming and different strange different channels he was doing. So I've I've got a degree in creative writing. And all through that degree, my lecturers and tutors and that were like, you know, it's really hard to make a career out of creative writing, you know, like it wasn't the most motivating thing. You know, you're spending all this money, four years in a degree. I think a lot of people that go through this education system have a similar story and it's a little bit demotivating. Um, so I graduated and then I saw Dolan, you know, playing around on youtube and he walked in one day and just like blurted out the numbers he's getting you know millions of viewers crazy growth and i was like wow okay there's there's definitely something in that that i you know i could harness my creative writing ability for sure so literally the next day i went and bought a cheap microphone off ebay and i told my brother about it you know all the success that dolan was having and we were like okay like what could we do, you know? And so we, we kind of mimicked what he was doing early on with that listicle sort of format, but we were just woeful. <laughs> our content, our early content was just my voiceovers were up and down. I like, didn't know what we we're doing. There's like the editing, you know, the images just had blank spaces in them where it went full. uh, was really bad. But I guess the key point is that we started and we mm. just let it rip and, so my brother and i we're partners in in the you know this endeavor so we sort of just said okay we're going to give this a whirl we just have to really just put our heads down and 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 try this you know and early on it's you know he get a couple of views and someone says y- you know you're the worst person in the world stop <laughs> making content you know get off um and you know that's not the most motivating thing either so but we just put our heads down and, and, and worked and worked and we actually got a really benefit beneficial shout out from Dolan. He early on, right? he's kind of seeded our channel, which is quite unusual for someone to get such a big shout out so early on. So yeah. we were really lucky in that space. Um, so we kind of missed out on that, like zero to a hundred grind or zero to a thousand grind. Mm we hit our grind much later actually. Like we kind of had some strong growth in the beginning, found an audience, which was fun that you could, you know, banter with and, and comment and make content for them, which was motivating. Um, but then we sort of plateaued, I reckon around a hundred thousand to 300,000, just kind of struggling to find our voice. And then, yeah, that's kind of where we cottoned on to the paranormal sort of stuff and, saw a big growth from there,
2: Ooh. when you you know the next day went out and bought that crappy yeah. microphone off eBay, and you and your brother said, Let's give this a red mm. hot go what 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 does that mean as new creators diving into YouTube just because you're kind of like, Oh, that sounds pretty cool yeah. and a good creative outlet. What was diving in like what what did you guys
1: do like, um how hard did you go at it <laughs> yeah we we said all right if if it's gonna work Um, we have to do this like close to full time sort of thing. So we let it pretty rip, pretty hard, pretty early, which is might be quite unusual for people. Um, some people just sort of dabble Mm -hmm. for months and months and months, but we, it was just sort of that perfect timing, me graduating and, and, you know, not having a job at that time. So I was like, well, I can put some solid hours into this and and, I, I mean, it's a learning curve as well. You know, we had to figure out how to record, uh, how to edit. We had to learn Adobe, you know. We had to, you know, I had to figure out how to, you know, do a, a better voiceover. Um, we built a website simultaneously as well to kind of mirror our content as well and had to learn the whole platform, had to collaborate, had to kind of network. So, it, yeah, those early couple of years, you whew, you, you run and... Ragged, just learning so much stuff.
0: Yeah, all right. In in that learning, I mean, what was um, what was the hardest thing for you? Like you had to learn a lot, but what was the hardest thing to learn?
1: Probably the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny old beast. Um, so I mean, it, it changes every couple of years, so you got to be pivoting all the time in this space. But in those early years, yeah, we just had to figure out like what YouTube's all about we had to you know meet other creators in our space um so i think just learning the game of youtube was Mm -hmm. the the kind of the most difficult when
2: i'm on the mic
1: Fred, let's take a quick break here
2: and just give ourselves a big plug. We are super excited by this new initiative. We have created the Changer Creator College.
0: The Creator College, quite simply, is a place where you can get a whole bunch of online courses, including our brand new Accelerate course for YouTube, designed to help emerging and new creators become even better on the world's biggest video platform. The reason we think it's pretty good is that it's not just our opinions, but the opinions of a bunch of really great creators and experts coming together to give you a very Logical structured course.
2: Damn right, it is the college just for creators. So check it out
0: at changeacollege.com. That's C H A N G E R college.com. And where do you go now for your YouTube information?
1: News and stuff, fresh off the press sort of stuff. Of Philip DeFranco, I tend to listen to in terms of you know the buzz around YouTube and what mm. creators are doing. Um, the, the nitty gritty and nuts and bolts. Uh, I go to Matt Geerlin from little monster. You, you've uh, also done an interview (laughs) with, um, and we've actually hired him on a number of occasions to look at our stats and take a deep dive. And he's been integral for us getting like more focused on what we need to do and what's doing well. So Mm. shout out to Matt. Thanks for that. There you go. And you, of course, tune in every week to this create a generation. brought to you by Mac Ewan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sponsored Little Monster. Little Monster. monster. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it's not. It's not. That's, no. a, that's a lie. Remember? Hashtag <laughs> not a sponsor. Unless, <laughs> Matt, you want to send us a check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it works, buddy. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, also on that, that journey, like now you've been in in, the, in it for a number of years. Mm. Um, you've had to learn by doing. Mm. What well, If there was one thing that you could have – not had to have learned by doing or doing wrong. Is there like is there one thing that you'd be like, I wish wish I just had to we could have just skipped that that learning or that failing. Um, it was that painful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Um so that people
2: sitting at home listening could be like, yes, I cannot be that person and yeah. feel that hurt. like um, sometimes to get
0: people say, like, Oh, I thought this was a really good format. We, we put all our heart and soul into it. So, all this time putting like this video type together, and the audience has hated it. Like, and we've had that as well. You know, something we thought the audience would really love. We do it. It takes so much time and effort. Yeah. And then it's like, Meh. No, yeah. do this stuff. Go, By okay. the way,
2: this is the last episode of Creator Generation. <laughs> 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 it's ending it's, right here. It's not. Right, <laughs> um, it's not. Tune in next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess. Uh,
1: try. A bit of advice, like to not tune in to what the audience, the negative negativity of the audience. Um, early on, you can kind of take take their feedback on board a bit too much. So, I would avoid reading the comments too much. Yeah, that's. I, mean, I guess that's we, what I would say.
0: We had Katie Morton on last week. Mm. Well, depending on when you hear this, it's, I think it's the episode before mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the episodes before this one, <laughs> and she was basically <laughs> saying it's like it's difficult because. Um, we, that negativity is what we actually respond to and it takes something like four or five positive comments to actually uh, kind of balance the negativity. Yep. So because negativity stays with someone, especially if you're creative, it's like, can it really stay with you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a strange mix because you're this really vulnerable budding creator who's just put out your baby, you know, and mm. then the nature of YouTube is just to sick new creators and tell them to stop. And so it's a weird one. You've got to kind of silence that and... Funnily enough, though, I think we do have a strangely positive uh, audience mm. that really gets behind what we do. So I think um, we're quite fortunate about that.
0: Can we just talk about that for a second? Because I'm, I'm very interested in understanding the dynamics of a uh, fan base built around listicles. Because, like I said, it can mm. be sometimes a bit transactionary. It's like they come, they watch, and they leave. Yeah. But like, how has your fan base engaged, and how have you built that engagement long term?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen, uh, as I said before, a massive spike in engagement and a community since we've gone into our niche of paranormal, um, because they can start talking amongst themselves in the comments about, you know, their experiences, what they love, you know, staying up late, watching creepy stuff. Um, Prior to that, we just didn't quite have anything people could gel to. You know, we might be talking about a gaming list, and then we might talk about a science list, and, you know, while they people who enjoy those two things might Mm. be relatively kind of linked in some way. We were just too all over the place. So once we hit our niche, people can resonate with that and, and start, you know, like we, we have people that know each other now in the comments and they're, oh, you know, you're so-and-so, how you been? And, you know, and we just see our comments multiply because Mm. they're just chatting amongst themselves. And a, a, a big instigator of that was doing live streams. I think, Mm. Um, we just stopped doing them recently because my internet was so bad here in Australia. Um, but I just got much better internet um, a few weeks ago. I got the NBN finally, so I'm loving it.
0: For those who don't know, the NBN is like, is a hardwired, relatively quick. yeah that we have still bad compared to the rest (laughs) of the world but But it's something
1: (laughs) yeah we can now live stream (laughs) 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 we're advanced yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um so i used to do these really low quality glitchy live streams year like maybe a year and a half ago where i would just play old episodes and just have them playing but i would sit in the chat and chat with people in the text on the side yeah and we saw a massive kind of gelling of the community through that because they get to, you know, interact live and, and meet people. And so I think that was a good catalyst, actually.
0: It's amazing. We've done quite a few advanced creator um, programs, mm. um, you know, um, in different, different contexts. Mm. Um, but it's amazing. Even these really top, very really big creators mm. – so seldomly use live. Mm. And the ones that do get a really good result from it. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you ask them, they're like, one, we don't quite know how it works. And they're mm. talking about, you know, a million, two million plus creators. Mm. And the other one is they're really scared to do it. Yeah. You know? So, like, tell us about, like, we can't edit yeah. a live video. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you have to be yeah. careful of what you say. Yeah, and stuff. I don't know. Strangely, I, I enjoy it. Um, as I said, I, I used to just play an old episode, so it was just me sitting in the chat, which isn't that confronting. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so you sitting in the corner smoking while the episode plays, yeah, <laughs> like, no, watch, no, watch. no pants on, <laughs> eating cereal, whatever, you know. Right. Um, but no, now <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm looking to structure it a bit better, and like I just did a live stream last week where I was on camera doing Q and As, um, and then when I need a break, I'd put an old episode on you know, go take my break or whatever, because it's pretty exhausting. You're Mm. just chatting, you know. So we had about 700 people watching concurrently, which, you know, I guess if you think about it, it's pretty terrifying, but Mm. you're in the comfort of your office or your, you know, bedroom or whatever. So it's this weird thing, you know, if you were on stage, just talking about whatever in front of 700, it would be quite nerve wracking. Mm. But live for me at least doesn't, I don't quite get that, that kind of nerve wracking feeling.
0: And has it really, the engagement's really good that oh, way? Yeah. yeah. Incredible.
1: Incredible. Um, so I'll open up with just like a Q and a session, just talk to them, like respond to the comments. Like they, the chat was going so quick. I had to put a, like a 30 second delay between each one. Cause That's it was right. just, so then, yeah, I'll just, riff off the off the chat you know see what people are up to um kind of just update them about the channel what we've been doing and then open up a proper q a and and i'll say you know just leave your questions whatever um and then anyone who drops a super chat mm. so that's like you know when they donate and a little color comes up and they can leave a message i'll try and give them more time mm. you know make them feel a little bit more special or whatever and respond to their comments because obviously they Taking the time to donate to your channel as a creator as a you know viewer so i'll I'll give them a little bit more attention um and yeah we saw a a huge influx in super chats, so it it's looking like that could be a nice little extra revenue stream now um we're looking at doing live streams maybe once a month now Mm. i don't want to overdo it you know if i'm just talking about the same stuff every week you know So I'll I'll keep it to once a month, I think. Just
2: just so people know, like, can understand. Are you? Is it Q and A? And you're talking about you as a creator, or are you talking about the paranormal? Like, Uh, both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I leave it up to the audience. Whatever they, you know, they might want to know about me personally, Um, and I'm happy to divulge quite a lot. I guess you know, fairly open, Um, and then a lot of stuff about the channel. They might be like, "Oh, have you seen this photo? Have you seen this video?" And we'll chat about it. So yeah, both. Yeah, cool. Good
0: opportunity to start talking about sort of monetization. Mm. Um, it's a pretty popular topic. Mm. Um, when we, You know, we every time we get interviewed or someone chats to us, <laughs> uh, especially old school, like, oh, where's the money in that? I mean, mm. we say, look, we look at YouTubers as creative entrepreneurs, not just YouTubers who try to chase the ad revenue. There's lots of different ways to make money. Mm. Um, and you've identified already a couple. Do you want to, as far as you're comfortable talking about it, what is the, your sort of uh, monetization plan look like generally?
1: Yeah, I mean... It, Your cause revenue it, plan. Yeah, because uh, like you said, a lot of people don't understand how the game works. Mm. A lot of people think I'm just on the dole or something, on Centrelink, you know. <laughs> like, they look at me and they're like, do you make money out of what you do? Like, you know, real suspiciously. You have like
0: homeless people giving you money.
1: Here you go, buddy. It's yeah, okay. You're yeah. okay. And like, you know, even like distant family will be like... So what is this, you know? What do you do like, and how do you make? And I explain it, and then they they still don't quite get it. Um. So yeah, I mean, ad revenue is a massive part of what we do. Um. Still, like maybe ninety percent of our nest egg is ad revenue, which which I'm very aware of. Um. All our eggs are in that basket at this stage. Um. So I'm, we're looking to diversify more in terms of like you know different ways on YouTube that we can make money. Um, You know, super chats. Um, We're going to launch memberships in the next couple of weeks. Um, We're already on Patreon, um, which we we don't push to all that much. So we just get kind of a gentle trickle of people who want to, you know, really strong fans that want to, you know, support what we do. They'll get involved with Patreon and that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, it's a fine balance. And like you said, it's a mix of entrepreneurial skills, uh, which I love, Mm. which really resonates with me. Um, I have to work for myself and that's something I've just realized recently. Um, I really resonate as being an entrepreneur. Um, my early twenties, I got fired from pretty much every (laughs) job I've ever had, you know, and I thought, thought I was a bit of a doofus, you know, I was like, what's going on here? Like most of my friends, you know, they they have their office jobs and they go and do their nine to five and that. And I just thought maybe something was wrong, but then I figured out that Probably, I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe there is something wrong, but I figured out I had to steer my own ship. You know, I had to be my own sort of captain, so to speak. Um, so I really resonate with just running my own business these days. Um, and it has to be that way now. I've tasted that entrepreneurial, <laughs> you know, being on your own steam. Um, and yeah, I love it. Hell yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you, um, do you, when people ask you, what do you do? Do you tell them, what do you tell them? Do you say
1: you're a YouTuber? Um, it varies on who's asking. Um, yeah, I'll say I'm a YouTuber or I'll say uh, I make online video or, um uh, cause we're a company now. Mm. So I, I say I run an, you know, online media company and. For the older generation, that sati- satiates their, you know, oh, okay, yeah, there's just something online I don't yeah. quite get. Younger people, I'll say, oh, I'm a YouTuber or whatever. So w- When you say slapped ham, do they're like,
0: oh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, because when I, I, I was talking to the editor before we were filming this. Yeah. You know, you need know, you know, to like slapped ham. They're like, yeah. what is that channel yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, like, he go actually go- stopped doing it. He's like yeah, curious for the first time. What is that actually about? It's, yeah,
1: uh, no, in hindsight, I mean – it's a, it's an odd name, yeah. and in hindsight, maybe we would do something. But, it, I mean, it's it, it piques interest. It's a bit
0: more provocative, too. It used, to be, it used to be like a, a little pig picture, but now it's got like the ear and head outline, yeah. right? And neon kind yeah. of look to it. So it's even more like... Yeah, because we...
1: I mean, we used to have a little animated pig. That's mm. kind of where we were in the beginning. We'd do little animations to start yeah. our listicle stuff. So we've come a long way from that. Um, but, yeah, the, no, the name of... Because I, like... In the middle of, you know, kind of getting it all together, I used to Uber, you know, kind of and make ends meet, and and I'd tell some people I'm um, online video it's called SlapTap, and they'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's interesting, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What get if, a few sideways yeah, looks, yeah. you
2: would have gotten it. a few subscribers out of that, already. yeah, yeah. Well, that's well legitimate. speaking, you know, speaking yeah. of Uber driver YouTubers, shout out to Darren Levy official. He's a YouTuber. He's
1: a, I saw the heading YouTuber. of that podcast you yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But he, yeah, but was, you a bigger know, one? Yeah,
2: he got to half a million, like just speaking of like uh, labeling yourself as what you do as a YouTuber or, yep. or whatever. He was like, you know, just shy of half a million YouTube subscribers. And he's like, yeah, uh, I'm an Uber driver who makes YouTube videos, mm. but he drives Uber so that like to make yeah, the content of it—it's like, dude, you're a YouTuber. Yeah, you're um, a YouTuber now. But at the same time, I can't remember. If it was Cat and Haley from Beauty News, or, or someone. like, and there's a bunch of other um, YouTube creators we know who are, you know, full time mm. uh, creators, and they're like, yeah, if people ask us what we do, we've like, we've got like a backup boring job that people already know because they don't want to have the conversation. Or, like the next question they know is. How do you make money out of that? Yeah. It's
0: it's, it's crazy. I mean, we look, you showed, sent me that survey, right? And it like um it identified the three countries. It was like the US and UK and, and, and China and like what was the top job kids wanted mm. to be. And it's uh, um US and UK, it's YouTuber. YouTuber right? yeah. Ch China's still an astronaut. Yeah, because they don't have YouTube. Now, but <laughs> but it's um but it was really fascinating. It was yeah, it was like that is a popular thing and it's you know, yeah. soon it'll become like, yeah, you can Actually be a YouTuber, it's like a proper creative, and it is a proper creative mm. endeavor, but it'll become more accepted generally because people understand it better. I mean, yep. even when we try to explain to people what we do working with the mm. best creators in the world to make them better, they're like, what, what mm. do that mean? They were, oh, no, we, work, you know, we work at Google and you know, governments and stuff like that to do yeah. these events, and um, that's a little bit easier to explain, but it is hard as a YouTuber, really. Yeah.
1: And the, but the kids love it, you know, mm, like yeah. it's a thing and it, it's gonna be a thing and it just gets bigger. And You look at the stats, like I mean, then, you know, however many people are flocking to YouTube year on year on year, and it's just going yeah. up.
0: It's it's crazy. We do uh, sometimes we do events with schools because it's becoming more popular. Mm. All these kids are feeling love, YouTube so schools, want to sort of get amongst it. So yep. we get uh, to come out to schools and do the stuff, and it's amazing talking to groups of you know early teens and seeing that their, their response is so different. It's mm. like, they so intrinsically understand what you're talking about. Yep. And when you start talking about it as an, like a viable option as a career, they're like completely enthralled. Yeah. They're like I can't believe like, this is actually something I can, like, I wanted to do it, but now it's going to be like a career, but time I get to uni or mm. college, it's going to be a career pathway. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of mystery still. Yeah even you know with kids who who consume youtube they probably don't know how to make that step from viewer to creator mm. so yeah the stuff you guys are doing is yeah good idea for sure
2: i want to i want to ask like so you know you the uh, creative writing mm. at uni at college mm. A-
0: and but is this going to become about witchcraft that you've done at Utah no, no, no. no we'll no, be no, no. <laughs> we'll talking about you that you later you're going to start, <laughs> you you start. Study the occult whole, whole other podcast <laughs> yes <that's, laughs> let me tell you what I study no 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 <laughs> yeah. no one needs to no one needs to hear about that it's got nothing to you do with you mentioned it in like every podcast once <laughs>
2: <laughs> with Shad from Shadiversity check that one out if you want okay. to hear about my witchcraft <laughs> and demonology <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but like you, you you have used that that training but Mm. not in the way probably anyone expected no what like um what was that like in terms of your your friends and family at at the time when you sort of went oh this is what i'm doing and i'm spending so much
1: time and effort on that worry (laughs) (laughs) um no i I think they just thought i was being goofy you know well what's he up to now um because you know, a lot of my twenties, as I said, you know, I was going job to job, and I travelled a lot, and um, I think they were like, "Okay, this is just some other wacky endeavor." <laughs> um, but no, no, my my training in writing kind of gave me a good solid foundation to structure scripts and mm-hmm. and and make content engaging and 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 wording things in a way that kind of evokes an emotion, and that so it, it was. In hindsight, I'm so glad I did my degree in creative writing. So, um, it was definitely well worth it. But yeah, no, when I first started, people were like, you know, what are you up to? <laughs> I, think,
2: I think yesterday I got I got an email from an inspiring creator, and it was like the back and forth was, you know, the crux of it is that they they want to be a full time YouTube creator, and mm. it's like um, I was like, oh, what's holding you back? And they're mm. like, well, I'm studying full time, mm. and um, the pressure, like the expectation from my parents for me to have a real job, mm. and I don't know, I, I you know, something around them, you know, getting the parents across the line mm. that they want to be a YouTube creator. Mm. That's a question we get asked a fair bit from the younger generation mm. of, like, the new level, your creators, you know, you've been in the game for a, mm. a, a little while, but, like, is there a way to tell your parents or is there something that you can show? Show, Like, I mean, we hopefully, like, you know, highlighting the fact that you, you, you and the team are making... Yeah,
1: A living out of this shows yeah. that. But I mean, my parents are quite open um, and quite supportive anyway, um, so I didn't really need to explain what I was up to all that much. I can imagine if you had very overbearing parents, you know, you, lawyer, doctor, these are the only appropriate occupations, you know, I think you would struggle big time. Um, I remember meeting, um, do you know Muselk? He yes, runs yeah. a gaming yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he said he studied law and yeah. was on the cusp of, you know, graduating mm. and then just quit and started doing YouTube full time. And mm. I think his parents are lawyers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So they I cry can't, themselves to sleep. Yeah. I not. can't even imagine what <laughs> they were there. And now he's like, you know, I think he's 4 million plus subscribers yeah. and killing it. So yeah, you see that story time and time again. So advice wise, I'm not sure. Just maybe just keep doing it until you see a bit of success and then you can prove to them, you know, this is viable.
2: Mm. I remember we had that, I think like a, a 13 year old, um, a group of 13 year old students, like a couple hundred of them. And one of them asked that question, how Mm. do I tell my parents, this is what I want to do. And we're like, "Ah, um, and it was a, you know, a a private school and well to do. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, (laughs) let's show you, you know, let's show you some people who are doing this for a living and this is where they're following their passion. But, and this is how they built their skills. Yeah. And there's more to it than just making awesome, rad
1: videos. Yeah. Um, It's definitely going to get bigger and bigger, like, and more accepted, I think, like people, you know, stuff you're doing in terms of education around the space, in terms of becoming um, a creator. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely shifting. Um, The older generation just aren't there yet, but, (laughs) you know, once – The kids of this generation become older, you know, their kids. It'll just be a standard progression, you know.
0: It's funny because the older generation – when I say older generation, I mean all generations tend to watch YouTube and we've been to events where we have lots and lots of Mm. people of all ages watching YouTube – and I know sometimes I don't understand, like, where it comes from. Like, you know, that, okay, you don't know so if it can, it can be a career, but you still watch it. So, obviously, the content comes from somewhere. There have to be people who are regularly making this content.
1: Right? Yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah. like where do you think this content comes from? <laughs> like, why are these people making this stuff? Yeah. Like, just as a hobby to, like, do, yeah. it, you know. And a lot of it's, like, you know, pretty high. Um, like, a lot of hours go in, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, and then... And
0: there's so much skill. And yep. So much passion that is completely overlooked. I mean, yep. like that's why we love working with creators, and we've you know we've developed these new companies and stuff to work more with creators. Like Anti it helps venture um, with creators and create you know, new venture opportunities mm. because there is so much um, talent out there, mm. and it just has to be find a, a container for it or a vessel to help it get to the next level, really. Mm. Um, No,
1: we're at an amazing time where you can do anything really. Like you can monetize any passion, Mm. which, you know, in the past would have been hard. Like, Mm. I don't know, the stuff I'm doing, I would have to pitch a documentary or something to some big channel or something. And there's no way, like I might've just stopped. (laughs) Um, and gaming, like, you know, just playing games and live streaming. And that's not a, wasn't a thing. And now, (laughs) you, you know, there's so much opportunity now for sure. Do you, like, do you see that still, like, that's the future?
2: These awesome opportunities are still there for new people to come in and, and forge their own paths?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just such an exciting space to be in online video. Um, there is just incredible amounts of opportunity. People that have ideas can can just sit down and do it from the bedroom, you know. It's an amazing time. And we're starting to see a lot of... Um, interesting coming stuff coming out, like in terms of the blockchain and stuff, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, um, you know, Bitcoin kind of based streaming services and stuff like that, that are flipping the game on its head a bit and getting rid of the advertising model. And it's all kind of community driven. Uh, each little interaction is like a, a micro transaction, mm-hmm. you know, so play might give you, you know, 0.005 of a cent or whatever, um, and you know, subscribe costs money, and it, but you just see this kind of exchanging of currency, um, which does away with the kind of advertising model as is. Which um, I'm really interested watching it emerge. It's very early stages these days. Pl- uh, sites like Streamanity. I'm not sure if you've been on there. We've already started pushing some of our content over there. Um, so, where
0: what does the future for you look like then?
1: Just. Yeah, making more content, um, keeping an eye on emerging platforms. Mm. Um, you know, things like TikTok are really exploding at the moment. We, we we're not really sure how we would fit into that sort of space, you know. Um, but we're always keeping a, a finger on the pulse of what's emerging, um, so we can pivot when we need to. Um, that's why we're like really interested in this kind of blockchain space because. Yeah, people are fed up with advertising in, in a way. Like, as, I'm kind of like biting the hand that feeds me. But um, it's a strange model because the audience hates advertising. They don't want to sit through, uh, you know, ads and they're constantly saying, you know, they just want the content for free. Mm. It's kind of like what I was saying before. I think the audience is becoming a bit complacent and just they don't think about where this content comes from. Like creators, are, you know, they're working hard and they deserve to um, make money off what they do. Um, so you kind of have to appease It's that fine line of, you know, having advertising in between to, to make a living off it. That's why this space is really interesting, does away with that and has the community funding it instead, which is awesome. Mm.
2: What What about in the future in terms of the types of content?
1: Um, I think we'll stick with what we're doing at this stage um, because it's it's working really well and we're building a really strong community around that kind of paranormal, creepy stuff. Um, But I'm always open to pivoting. I'm I'm quite a creative person. Um, I would love to... I I think I have a a children's book in me. So I'm thinking of doing maybe like a creepy children's book, Mm -hmm. um, which I think would be really fun. I haven't really seen anything like that it would have to, i'd have to find the right you know rhythm the right balance obviously you can't make it too creepy to scare the kids but uh yeah i think i've got something like that in me which i could then you know sell through the channel and that sort of stuff
2: nice that's cool mm. yeah i did want to ask you there's something that was in the back of my mind about um do you guys have any strategies around like spikes in halloween or like um, pop culture and movies that are coming out, do you either see a spike or, or lean into those?
1: Yeah, I mean, now that we, a lot, the majority of our content is niched towards creepy stuff, we do see spikes around this time as we gear towards Halloween. Mm. Um, we create playlists called, you know, creepy Halloween playlist, you know, spooky Halloween playlist and try and hit those key terms. Um, so definitely, yeah, you can build off that kind of tentpole pole sort of content
0: yeah also awesome. yeah. anything else your fans would enjoy want to know about
1: um are we we're looking to do a charity live stream next month for halloween okay so we'll be live on youtube doing all kinds of fun stuff playing some creepy games doing a q and a um and we want to we haven't quite found the charity we want to support yet but it'll be all donations coming in, we'll, we'll put 100% into a charity that we're yet to decide upon. But That's cool. That's yeah. awesome.
0: So all the yeah. listeners out there, the uh, pay attention to that. Yeah. Check out Slap Tam. Halloween Ham live Halloween. stream yeah. going to charity. So Actually, I think that'll be fun.
1: Wonderful. Indeed. Now and for Ant's <laughs> <now for> <laughs> question
0: of the day. One good question, Ant. Would you like to eat the last cookie? <laughs> that, was very that was a terrible question. That's a pretty good cookie. <laughs> we got <laughs> one cookie. <It> was magnificent <laughs> with
1: that sound I
2: only did that so I could use that sound. It's
1: like the saddest cookie just left sitting in a I bowl in on its f- own. I, th- I
2: brought in six cookies. There's one yeah. left. I'll i eat it. I've I'll eaten eat it. cookies, but I don't know if anyone else has, <laughs> so I'm a bit worried.
1: <laughs> I'll do but a little ASMR, like, like eating oh, oh. next neckling-
0: mm. 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 It's really buttery and soft mm. and delicious. Mm.
2: Mm it's quite, it's quite oh good. my god oh, okay. excellent okay what i do want to ask you is while you've got a mouthful of delicious mm. chocolate cookie yeah. go right. ahead mm. three tips that you could give to a creator to help them along their way
1: start if you if you're trying to get into the game just start like get your phone out and just talk whatever it is whatever you're passionate about just start and throw you know throw it together you know there's there's Cheap or free editing software. You've got a phone that has a high-def camera on it. Just let it rip. So just start if you're listening. Give that a whirl. Uh, Learn the game is probably my second one. Like, you know, what does the algorithm demand? Um, For us at the moment, it's sort of, it's a hungry beast and it demands three videos a week. Um, uh, We try and hit above 10 minutes just to get that watch time up. So, you know, learn about watch time, learn about click-through rates and what the algorithm does to, sp- you know, spread your content around. Um, and then have fun. It's mm. a good one. A lot of people just f- maybe forget to enjoy what they're making and they're just like, I want to be a YouTuber. If, you, if you're not enjoying what you're making, you're going to burn out and you're just going to disappear. So have fun. You know play around with it, find your voice, um, and then that's when it really starts being an amazing career.
2: That is killer advice it is
1: yeah we're going to keep telling people that
2: All <laughs> right. right that was that was uh, very that was good advice. Fred, just ruin the moment with that <clears throat> oh, <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> And I'm done. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, thanks., yeah. thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to take this cookie and run. Thanks, Callan. <laughs> yeah. See you, buddy. No, Cheers. thanks for having me. It's been great. <laughs> Cheers.
2: Hey, what did you think? Awesome. Mic, love it. The tips that Callan shared at the end are some of the best tips that any aspiring creator can get. Absolutely. Especially one about just enjoying what you do. Definitely. Definitely. you got to love it.
0: You have to love it. If you don't love it, it's a hard slog. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next week.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye. <Created> generation. <laughs> on the mic.